0: Yo, yo, listeners, what's good? It's your boy, Vaha, a.k.a. Mr. Backpack. We got our new podcast rolling, shooting the split. And we're going to have some interesting stories. I just need everybody sit back, tune in, listen. Um, a lot of these individuals are entrepreneurs. A lot of individuals came up and got different stories. Um, The reason I decided to start this podcast is to put out you know different messages and knowledge for individuals that's maybe not receiving it or um never thought to uh grab um certain information and utilize it in a certain way but some of some of these individuals are going to be remote some will be local some will be here in the studio um we're gonna make this fun we'll make this nice we're gonna make ourselves smarter Without further ado, let's jump right into the podcast. I ran up a check, I might do it again. Enemies close, have me thinking they're friends. Ten toes down, I'll be free until the end. Crib outside the city, I don't feel safe in my ass. Took so many yells. I'm just waiting for the wins. I'm indebted debt to no one but the one who took my
1: sins. I do it for real, there's no reason to pretend. If I do it once, I do it again. Add it up, Add it up. Bankroll.
0: I would like to introduce today a very, 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 very very special guest. Um, been knowing her for some time. Uh, I'm going to let her do more of an introduction to herself, but during the time that I've met her, big Beyonce fan, just uh, amazing entrepreneur, always out there for the culture. And, uh, you know, she just get after it. Uh, So without further ado, I'm going to let you, Shalala introduce yourself everyone
1: hey so i am shalila dowdy and um i am a army veteran kind of still have veteran ties because i am in the iir i went to undergrad at the united states military academy at west point got my masters from the university of texas at el paso and i'm originally from mobile alabama the gulf coast (laughs) the real the real real dirty south and uh, I'm um, just happy to be here um, and excited to see where the conversation goes.
0: Okay, okay. I, I really appreciate you even tuning in to uh, drop some knowledge on some individuals today and op- maybe open up some doors for some other individuals. So today, what we want to learn from you is we want to learn a little bit about you, obviously. We want to learn about what some of the things you do, some of the things you support, um, and some of the things that you like to do or see happen um, going on with whatever you got going on in life. So let's start with the easy one. Hopefully it's easy. Uh, so what are you doing these days?
1: Um, what am I doing? I guess making money wise. I am currently in the midst of a one year fellowship that literally just started within the past two weeks. With the Southern Coalition of Social Justice, I'm very big on activism, so I don't know if that's everybody's cup of tea, but the Southern Coalition of Social Justice, they are based out of North Carolina and I'm in Alabama. I am going to be doing work centered around redistricting for them in the lower Alabama area. So we took the census every 10 years the government counts the american population so that you know they'll know how many people are here and how much funding to give each state each state gets its funding based off of how many citizens are in its state and you know we move around some cities are hotter than others right now everybody want to move to atlanta um and so they need to know how much fun, federal funding to give it so obviously texas like states like texas <laughs> georgia um California for sure and Florida they get more funding um, because they have more people and so they also use the census to determine how many congressional seats that your state gets so okay. California lost a seat North Carolina gained a seat Texas gained three seats and that's all really based off of the population there's a certain amount of population that's supposed to be in each district so the work that I'll be doing is centered around making sure that they are drawing the district lines so that they're fair because they they don't always do that. A certain political party kind of draws the line to give themselves the upper hand, and that's called gerrymandering. So like in Alabama, we have seven Congress seats. Six of them are filled by white men, Republican, and one district is filled by a Democrat, a black woman, and she has all the black voting power in the state. A lot of the black voting power in the state is all in her district. Instead of Those black people being in other districts, they put all the black people in one district and they go out of power right there in one district out of seven. So just making sure that they draw those lines accurately and then informing the local population on on what redistricting is because people don't know and don't understand. So um, I'm doing that. And I'm studying for the LSAT with the plan to apply to law school in the fall. And and law school 2022.
0: So I guess I would like to know, just like the listeners would probably like to know, What drew that to be your main attention? What brought you into doing that? Like, what influenced that?
1: Well, um, you know, I feel like a passion of mine. Like there's this thing called organizing. You got organizers. They kind of work on campaigns. They kind of deal with stuff in the community. Organizers slash activism. They kind of like go hand in hand. And so it's just been a passion of mine. Um, During the 2020 election cycle um, or in the midst of the pandemic, my interest in all that was peaked. I mean, I've always had an interest, interest for that. Uh-huh. Um, like what what's going on in my country? What's going on in my community? But it was hindered a little bit when you're on active duty. You kind of can't, you can go to, to protest, you really can, but they kind of try to put a fear in you. Oh, oh you can't participate in this one. In actuality, you can just don't wear your uniform. Um, but 2020, the election season, the pandemic, I, was in Atlanta and then I came home for like seventy percent of the year, and just worked on a bunch of political campaigns from August to the end of November. I was working for the Alabama Democratic Party where we were aiming to re get uh to get Doug Jones reelected, which we failed at. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say we failed. Just
0: <laughs> say we failed.
1: Alabama, <laughs> uh, our just, some people in Alabama, I, I, a vast majority, because he got majority of vote, voted for a football coach who's not from Alabama to be our state senator.
0: Oh, lord.
1: yeah. So when you call the Senate, he says, this is Coach Tuberville. And I'm like, dude, you are a senator. So it's just always been something that I'm passionate about. And then working for the Southern Coalition of Social Justice, I kind of realized that I prefer working in the nonprofit sector. Mm -hmm. So it's a paid fellowship, a part time paid fellowship. Um, I prefer working in the nonprofit sector. When I first got out of the army, I worked for a company called Deloitte. And um, like right when the pandemic was starting up, I got laid off. So that was working in corporate America. And I'm learning that like corporate isn't what I'm passionate about. Hmm. And so at least with nonprofits, you can kind of see the impact of your work. Yeah. So um, this has always been something that's instilled in me. And then with redistricting, because I'm involved in the NAACP and my sorority does a Sigma Theta, um those organizations they do work centered around that so i already do it in my free time so why not make a little extra money while doing it
0: no that's a fact i remember you used to travel a lot you still doing that traveling you still traveling what's the travel like
1: and so i I travel a lot but i was traveling because i kind of i hardly i really didn't ever travel for leisure that much um, I guess when in the army, I would be like, okay, I got to go to California one time each year. I got to go to New York one time each year. But for the most part, it wasn't, it wasn't even really leisure travel. It was like, Hey, I got a wedding. I'm going to Vegas literally next month. And it's for a bachelorette party. So I just have a lot of friends and my friends fill my schedule up. So, but I'd be
0: seeing you. I'd be seeing you as you're traveling. Like you said, going to Las Vegas, we'll use that as an example. If you're not flying, if you're in your car driving. I'd be seeing all of the states that you're stopping in. So you can't say that you're going straight to Las Vegas because you're actually stopping at like four or five locations somehow into your tight schedule
1: <laughs> inside
0: flying. of that tight slot.
1: I'm flying to Las Vegas, but <laughs> um, there have been moments where I've driven to D.C. And obviously you're going to stop along the way because I do know people in like all the states along the East Coast. So what I do do a lot of is I'm a resident of Alabama. But I also have an apartment in Georgia, and then my Delta chapter is in South Carolina, so I definitely hit those states a lot. And then I'll swing north to North Carolina to visit somebody, and then down here in Lower Alabama, Mississippi, the border is like less than thirty minutes away, and the Florida border is forty-five minutes away. Um, Louisiana is like ninety minutes, so it do it do look like I be I be all over, but a lot of this stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> it's fairly close sometimes that's a
0: lot man i and you know how many people would like to do that you remember when i started traveling when i got up here to dc my public affairs job it, it was it was like, well, how are you are these all these locations i'm like hey i'm over here at the old guard they got us everywhere they, they had you travel to all the sports games all of that uh and and like i said it's all paid for by the, by the government to to you hey. know showcase you know the the soldiers and uh, what we have to offer in the military. Um, Obviously, I just got out the military. Uh, Good feeling to be on the outside world. Uh, It was a great feeling to be on the inside world. So I guess it's on and off. But uh, where do you see yourself going next with what you're doing uh, dealing with uh, politics?
1: Right. So I'll always have my hands in some form of activism because knowing america there will always be something going on um but I, um my goal is to start law school fall 2022 preferably at a hbcu meaning um there's only there's over 100 hbcus but there are only six hbcus with law schools so Howard university in dc the university of dc north carolina central famu southern and texas southern in houston so Hoping to be starting law school next fall, fall 2022. So, not next fall, the fall of the next. And law school's three years, and now I should be done 2025. And the long term plan is to come back home to my hometown in Alabama. It's it's not a big city, but it's not small. And after being stationed in Oklahoma and Texas.
0: What part of Alabama? Mobile. Mobile.
1: Goal is to come home. Um, it's just in my heart. It's so weird. It's like, I was literally kind of away for 10 years, four years in college, six years on active duty and just being at home a lot during the pandemic. And then now I'm home a lot because I got this fellowship. I'm just like, this is where I want to be. I did my 10 years away. I'm trying to be at home. So um, hopefully practicing law in Alabama as a civil rights attorney. And I want to do something with fitness as well. Um, The goal is also to open a gym so we'll see how all that goes. Um, I am very passionate about that. Being that I ran track and cross country in middle school, high school, college, ran in the army. Now yeah, my we're needs,
0: definitely gonna talk about that. <laughs> now
1: about my knees are messed up and I run every now and then. I mean I still run, but it just hurts. Um, yeah. but yeah, um, my goal is, is is to be in the legal field and um, legal and fitness. Legal and
0: fitness. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into the sponsors. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Bassin' Ain't Easy, and I'm here with Shooting the Splits Podcast, the number one podcast for bringing you everything you need to know about up-and-coming entrepreneurs. If you want to hear more from Shooting the Splits Podcast, make sure you check them out on Vaja Media on all social media platforms. And if you want to hear more about myself, Bassin' Ain't Easy, make sure you go check me out on YouTube at Bassin' Ain't Easy. And I will catch y'all on the water. Okay, so we're back. So, obviously, um, we just learned what you do with your free time. Well, we're not going to say free time. We're going to say what you enjoy doing, um, what you're actually doing now, the reasons why you're doing it. Um, now, we, we want to we wanna touch something a little different. We'll change subjects. Music-wise, who are you listening to these days? Give me top five.
1: Ooh, I don't even think I got
0: five. Oh, man. You're not listening to music these days?
1: So yeah, not really.
0: Beyonce, though. Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. I mean, I don't know.
1: They gonna be number one. She, <laughs> was Black Parade, but the Black Parade and the.
0: I want to see a verses with her and Mary J. Blige.
1: That that does not that's not an adequate representation.
0: How w- how would it not look, Mary J. From her time frame to Beyonce, that'd be great because the hits are nuts. I mean, Mary J. Probably win it, but still. They not-
1: that Mary J. Would definitely not win it. Beyonce-
0: what? Oh so- my gosh! You're...
1: On the most Grammys, um, out of
0: anyone.
1: Oh one. my God They're in different. They're in two different different decades. Mary J. That's like, why it
0: should be great.
1: No, but if you look at, we had the Isley Brothers and Earth Wind and Fire. You, they do the same generation. Like, well, we
0: could change it up when you do with some <laughs> unique individuals. You can no. change it up. You can change it up.
1: There's people from Mary J.'s, like Mariah Carey, is more along the age of Mary J.
0: But Mariah Carey don't have as much hits as Mary J. Mary J.'s got. <laughs>
1: Like She's her, got some hits, but six hours, six six albums. I oh, say, oh
0: man, let me hear your top five. Let me get your top five.
1: There's nobody in Beyonce's age group that can compete with her. So, uh, of course, <laughs> the queen, the most, the most awarded Grammy artist of all time. me stop. Um, I'm Team Megan. Team Megan the Stallion, all the way. Okay.
0: okay. Megan. Um. that's Two. We got. Two.
1: Oh, who else do I? I just listen to something like whatever happens. To just me, like ride
0: a- around, ratchet.
1: Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> It's like oh, Megan released a new song. I'm gonna listen. It really, I really have no. I'm like, I'm trying to think about male artists. I just feel like music is not what it used to be. Mm. It's not what it used to be. I don't know. I be around here listening to Motown and Temptation and stuff.
0: Yeah, I listen to yeah, I listen to old stuff uh, myself. I don't. I
1: mean, it's only time me. I
0: play the new stuff is just to hear the beats because I don't have understand half the words. But
1: look, that's I, that whole rap. I mean, yeah. uh,
0: I, I mean, I listen to uh, Young Dirt though. I
1: I'm trying I can't I literally that is so horrible and I wish I can open up my um title and see that the title app but I feel like I might close out the, um... close
0: out the whole thing right
1: as yes, even though you should be switch between apps but um dang it I feel like I should have a third person
0: yeah Let's... somebody gosh then watch when you get off of here you'll be listening to them like oh I forgot I should have said
1: I'm a, um I'm a. we can continue conversation and I'm gonna let you know I'm about to try and open title on my computer <laughs> <laughs> Because I got, okay. you know, I should have maybe see my favorites, but I feel like the stuff I favorite is like old, old songs. Because there's really like.
0: But that's cool, though.
1: I like, I don't listen to her, the her stuff like religiously. There's like three songs that I do like from Billie Eilish. I, is it Eilish? 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 It's a white girl. And mm-hmm. she won the most Grammys last year at the Grammy. She won like six or seven.
0: So no Cardi B for you? You listen to Megan, but no Cardi?
1: Okay, let's let's go. Cardi has issues about it's you know people want to claim blackness when it's relevant for them, right? Then sh- there were like tweets online where she was making fun of dark skinned women and calling them roaches and stuff. Not my cup of tea. Then a video surfaced of her saying she used to take men from the club, like men that want to you know she was a stripper, so some some dudes they you know go and have sex with the stripper. So she used to tell them, "Hey, yo, meet me at the hotel." And when they came to the hotel, she would drug them, and rob them. And I that's said a
0: gangster. Though. She she from my, my hood and the, the thing. That's kind of gangster. First of all, they shouldn't even be there trying to do whatever they doing with it. It's,
1: it's, it's, they, they, these grown people. They can do what they want. She she was giving it up and they was paying. I mean, prostitution is the oldest profession in the world. It that's should be it should be legal. Let people do what they want. with Their bodies. It is in, <laughs> in Vegas. These men, right? Self and lost <laughs> the, the
0: whole.
1: But these men, you know, they went there for a service, and they were going to pay her for her service that she offered. My thing is they didn't go there to have some unknown substance put in their drink. And if if a male rapper said, "Yo, I used to drug girls and I used to rob them." People going to be like, "Oh, he used to rape them." And people he, that male rapper or artist is going to look get, is going to get looked down upon way more than a female would. It's like, it's double standards. And I'm like, let's keep the playing field equal. Like, a woman can do it, but a man can't. So once that video surfaced, and she shouldn't have made the video talking about it. She, she yeah. Double- yeah, You're I
0: mean, you're right. So I want to say something in there. You're right uh, for, the, for the point that you made with the the difference between the uh, male and the female, um, how it'll be looked upon or whatnot. It'll make it look like a male raped her, blah, blah, blah. But the way we look at it, when I was growing up in the hood, it was like, I don't want to use the word survival of the fittest only, but if a male is willing to go pay to have sex with a prostitute, he's already three steps wrong. Because one, nine times out of ten, he's married. Right. So so he's he's already wrong. He's in the wrong place. Not uh, number two. Why are you having to pay for this? Right. Like if you're having to, if you're having to stoop that low to have to go and buy somebody that's standing on the corner like a product, you know, what I mean, then that should tell you where you're at in life. And number three, some of them would already be having, in their mind, they trying to rob the female or, or, or rape her. So she just might have called them slipping first. You might not have known what happened if she didn't do it. So she might have called them slipping. That's how we look at it when we were growing up, especially in the 90s.
1: Well, this one on the corner, though, this was in a, an establishment. and
0: It's almost I- the same thing. And the strip club in New York is different than the strip club down south.
1: It's a business transaction. You got dudes that are, they might not even be in relationships with women, but you know, they might have sex with them and, and give them money and go about their way. And they're, they're doing this in their house. So it's like, it's, it's gone. It's happening worldwide, regardless. Like yeah. you got to take care of women and, you know, put them in a house and do it. That's the same thing. It's the same thing. Something's been exchanged for something. But my thing is, this is what we're messed up as a black community. When we, uh, when, when no one condemns actions and behaviors, like what Cardi, like the, of what Cardi said she did, we just okay. be like, we laughed it off. And I was like, and so anyways, once that video surfaced, resurfaced because it resurfaced after she had blown up, I was like, yeah, she not my cup of tea. I will say I was here for the song WAP with her and Megan because it received so much criticism from people, from males, from from white people. And I was like, let these women sing about their stuff. If a man sing about her stuff, it's all good. But if a woman sing about being sexually pleased and what they like, it's a big deal. So. I was here for the song while I kind of wrote a whole piece like defending her, and Megan. But yeah, Cardi, it's a no for me, dog. I I don't like to see the girls. They just uh I, I like, like Cardi. I, I like, like Cardi like, better
0: than Megan. Megan Megan I, I like that Nancy. that incident that she had with what's his name too, man. I was like, what's going on? I like
1: natural she... realness, natural real bodies. Cardi boobs and but in mouth is fake. Megan yes. is natural, natural all over. I'm just,
0: that's just like, But that's just like yeah. Nicki
1: Minaj. That's just like Nicki Minaj. And Megan and Megan is finishing school. So she's showing like, hey, even if you want to continue your education, you can still do something like this on the side. It doesn't mean, hey, you got to do school and that's it.
0: So, so you I don't like, like the city girls?
1: No, I'm not a city girls fan. And I like that Megan does. She has a scholarship too, where she's giving money for people to go to school. Um, city girls? Nah. Um,
0: <laughs> Seems like that's what most of this culture likes. They like these city girls. Yeah,
1: I mean, I to the songs but i'm not i'm not spending no coins on them yeah, i'm not promoting fact. their music you know that's a
0: fact. That's a fact. i
1: like that little sparkle letter song they got out
0: <laughs> i i didn't like that too much that was kind of disturbing they took that old beat too
1: yeah i mean it looks like taking old beats is a thing because WAP. yeah was
0: a, um, a lot yeah a lot of songs i mean we had that era in the 2000s uh with little john and them but um switching back um what is a business that you see out there that you think is hot that you would jump into, or
1: you? That I well, what I want to learn business wise, like I said, I want to open a gym, fitness arena. But what it looks like is popular, but I don't know how. To a certain extent, is forex. So trading on the foreign market. Um, I wouldn't want to do what people are doing. People are joining i iMarket Live where they have training available for you to learn how to trade. But you you pay for it monthly and you have to bring people in i know people you can trade trading on the foreign exchange market has been a thing for years Mm -hmm. black people just ain't know about it people of color just didn't know about it and the forex market is just when you go to another country and you're changing you're exchanging u.s currency for the british pound or u.s Mm -hmm. currency for pesos it's just that's just trading of currencies um but i have friends i don't know if you if you've heard of i market live and the nah because
0: i was i was gonna say how does that so how does an individual that's trading money to another country how does that benefit us or or how does it that
1: don't benefit us? us it's just you it's just it's just people making. it it's kind of like investing it's just you making money but um mm-hmm. you want to know like what business i'll be interested in that'll benefit like the black community and
0: in, in anything just like me i you, you know what i'm doing these days i own houses i own cars that I, that I rent out. Um, so residual income. So
1: you say houses and cars.
0: Yeah. I got, I got my cars on Turo. I own, we got six in the fleet outside. Um, oh. actually just picked up an Audi today. Um, What's Turo? I, is it car Turo is uh Airbnb for cars, man.
1: Oh, taking man. over.
0: Yeah. You're not so, supposed to, that's why it's the best thing to touch because, um, Cryptocurrency when it first dropped, nobody wanted to touch it. Now it's hot. Everybody trying to get in, but now it's hard to get in. So you got to pick up. Just like Uber. Uber came around, nobody wanted to touch it. Once it blew up, now everybody want to try to get in on it. And Uber has, um, like they what do they do? They put the taxi business damn out of service. Airbnb. Now look at the hotels. They hating Airbnb. Now we got Turo, the rental car business. Remember Hertz filed for bankruptcy. So. Like the rental cars are charging. If you haven't noticed, it's like 100, 125 dollars to to rent a car. Certain places that would normally run you 25, 30 on a normal time before COVID, post COVID, but now um, Turo came in, put their two cents in, and now we're able to rent our own cars out. And the rental car company is going to have a rough time trying to recover once you put it back into the community's hands to put their pro- their car that they might not be using back out there to. Be serviced of other somebody else and amazon rents the cars from you uh because I, I i do it through a, another ride share app uh mm-hmm. amazon and uh um what's the other one uh uber so they lease cars so they're individuals that can't afford to have a car they lease them out to those individuals that passed the application and so is turbo
1: cheaper than um, the regular rental
0: car yeah that's what, that's what you got to get these days. You can't go to the rental car businesses now and go try to get you a car. Compare it. Put, it, put, like, I'm going to Denver, Colorado in July.
1: Yeah, what's the price? Because I rented a car in March, and I was paying, like, I rented a car for, like, three days, and I paid, like, a little under $200.
0: So, it just depends. Like I said, you go, it depends on the time of month, time of everything. So
1: It was Enterprise, too. It was
0: Enterprise, yeah. So, you might got on Turo, could have got you a Mercedes-Benz for the same price. That's how it works.
1: Oh, mm, I'm not on that luxury car stuff. I'm just
0: saying, I'm just using that as an example. Like, oh, okay. so the same car that you went and got from Enterprise was probably a Chevy Cruze, right? At that type of uh, price. And then you could turn around, go on Turo and get you a fully loaded Beamer for the same exact price on Turo for the same amount of days. That's just how it works. So my car stay rented out while I've been here on with you. That's all I've been looking at It is like... The, the, the message is to tell you, somebody else is renting your car. Somebody else is renting your car. Look, I'm going to show it to you. I know the viewers or the listeners can't see, but right here. it Oops, go back this way. All of these individuals rent my car. My, my car is rented out. I'm going to show you a calendar on here for, I, I won't see this particular car for another, uh, probably another month and a half. But look, the purple is rent, rented. You know what I'm saying? This is just one of the cars. Right, and that's throughout the months. That's two, three months. That's a know?
1: good, good, um, good little hustle to have, and it and it
0: pays off. It pays itself off. You make almost three times the money back. Mm-hmm. You make three times the money back of your car note. So if your car note was three hundred dollars and you just made nine hundred for having the car rented out, and you got yourself a luxury car that you want to hang out. Do
1: on
0: the cars? It's up to you. You 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 have control when you're renting out your car. Control fully control. You got deals. You got. Everything, man. That's a whole subject in its own that we could talk okay. offline about. But it's it's definitely a whole. It's, it's 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 an easy thing, man. And it's putting money back in your pocket. And then mm-hmm. you go get you a luxury car, and that car that's on tour will be paying his own car note plus your luxury car per month. And right. Like, Dang, I'm you know I don't have a car note for free, so it's a good it's a good plan definitely, man. Um, I'm in it, and then like I said, I own a couple of properties, man. I rent those out to my tenants, so. That's another can't say the amount on the air, but so you add all of that up, it's you know, it's it's good and we put back into the community. So that's why I be trying to give this knowledge to individuals so that they can grab it. And I think in our community, most of the time, we're afraid to 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 uh take a risk. You know what I'm saying? We're afraid to take certain risks. We'll put our toes in the water. A person could give you a great idea or something that we can guarantee you'll make some good profit on, because we always say we want to get into things. But then when they see it, they'll just nod their head yes, and they'll be like, yeah, I'm going I'm to do it. And you see them three, four months later, and they ain't budged on it. And you're like, I'm in, and they ask, you, man, you got, you got this, this, and that. And I'm like, I gave you the formula, but you would rather north-south me because you got anxiety over everything. That's that that I see that a lot in our community. Other communities go out. They either work together. They'll put all their credit scores together, all of that. In other cultures, you know what I'm saying, to make to to make a business, we can't make a business together very often because we start to get greedy or we see ourselves doing other, uh uh wanting to just not deal with the other person. So we tend to do things by ourselves. Me, I, I always got my hands out trying to do it with others. I want the bigger the group, the better. Makes it a lot better. You know, what I mean, I learned that from the Asian culture. You know what I'm saying. I, le- I learned that from the uh when we was in uh we're just, just here, just look at the uh how do I say that without without saying it wrong? Look at the um the Muslim and uh not just Muslim, the uh uh man, my brain is Eastern. Yes, Middle Eastern culture. They all they it'd be how many individuals helping it run a store? You know what I'm saying? How many individuals are helping run a store? So they're willing to work together. We would be like, man, yeah, it'll work for the first three months. But then after that, one of us is going to be not as invested as the other. And that's why I try to teach individuals, like, yo, you got to be willing to lay it all on the line, you know? But Turo itself, good market. Housing market is good if you can get into something like that. And all this stuff don't cost that much to get into. I'm going to have another guest come on the show and he's going to explain something uh, a little more. Okay. Good. Some of those. Yeah, I got, got another guest, but I can at least tell you my piece. um so that way you know a little bit about what I got going on. But this gym thing. You want to be. Yeah, this gym thing. So where, where, do, you, where do you see the uh, gym thing going? How, how how far, how close do you feel like you're in before you can touch it?
1: I mean, my I if I can impact, if I can positively impact one person, I'm good. But no, whenever I'm home in um, Alabama, I have. My network, yeah, it's the biggest. It's the biggest in my hometown. Um, okay. Whenever I'm home, I always have female friends that are like, "Can I, um, do I, can I come to the gym with them to work out? Like, hey, you want to work out together? Let's go to the gym." And so it's like, like my plan is that the gym I go to in my hometown. I probably took like six, seven people there because I can bring a person with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to an event this weekend, and I had like my legs out and I had like four different girls say something about working out and running and fitness and I'm like, dang, you know, you feel like if you keep hearing something and it just keeps being put on you, you're like, all right, well maybe that maybe that should be something I, you know, I pursue. So um we don't have any serious like female trainers um in my hometown. Like if like somebody asked me, like could I refer them to a personal trainer recently and I we have some fe- some black females in the city, but honestly I they're like they're not, I don't want to speak ill of them, but they're not of top-notch cop quality. So I had to direct them to a black male. I was like, here you go. Um, so I'll, I'll be, one of my goals is to get my personal training certification. So probably when I'm done with this law school drama, studying for the LSAT, um, and it's not even law school drama, law school stress, uh, preparing my essays and all this other stuff um i'll probably like and get accepted december january i'll probably focus on trying to get the personal training certification then um want to open a gym and i don't want to just target black women but you sometimes you t- you end up training the type of women that you're around so i'll probably my target artist would be black women because we black people have some of them like it's the demographic that has like the most health issues so i want to focus on not not trying to get the the desired body because that's a, that's why a lot of my friends you heat me up and stuff and talk and be talking about this. I'm like, we're not trying to do this just to get a small waist with a big butt. We're trying to focus on just being a healthier you and making it a lifestyle change. So that's kind of where um, I'm going with that. And then I have to work on myself because I also haven't been really pursuing it, pursuing it because I want to look the part before I start training other people. And everybody says I look great now, but the like last time you saw, I'm about 10 pounds heavier or maybe even 15 pounds heavier than the last time you saw me. So I'm like 165. So I would say 15 pounds heavier. And this is the heaviest I ever been. I can feel it when I run. And so I just need to get myself together first. S-
0: sitting around slouching, eating a bunch of junk. That's what you're telling me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Still got some with you now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... So you know, get get myself straight, which is it's rough because I'm I'm in my hometown and I just be at my best friend in my sister's house because my apartment is in Atlanta. And so when you don't have your own place, you you know, you can meal prep and do what you want in your own kitchen. And I really yeah. don't have an excuse. I can I could do what I want with their stuff, but I ain't trying to take up their refrigerator and all this other stuff. So I just, you know, take it day sure. by day. But yeah, I really wanna be a um be a change agent when it comes to fitness for black women in my in
0: my city okay all right well let's jump into this next sponsor hello how you doing this is brown from brown's bounce around where we make it happen one event at a time we are located in the fort lee virginia area and the tri-cities area you can google us brown's bounce around or you can follow us on facebook brown's bounce around thank you we're looking forward to hearing from you okay we're back so You do you vlog anymore? Do you do do any more vlogging? Do you have you stopped that? I mean, where has that gone with you?
1: I've been slacking, and I really don't have no excuse. So it's a goal of mine to just get back to it. It's just I really have to find. I really have to have something that I'm like really passionate about. Um, I just really have something that I need something that I'm really passionate about in order to. In order to want to vlog, and I, when you just said that, I literally just opened. Uh, I can't turn my camera wrong. I just opened my website, and the last time I blogged was in August, <laughs> and and the title <laughs> of it is "Walk in the Liberation of the Black Woman." <laughs> so, say, say. Uh, The Cardi B and Megan situation really had me amped up. Um, but it's I re- if I can if I can blog once a month, I would be like totally okay with that. Real, ideal, realistically, I would want to do it once a week, but you just have to be in that mindset to want to write. And I always want to write something lengthy with a lot of details. I don't like to do nothing like just short and sweet. So I still be paying for the website. It's still up. There's a <laughs> I have a digital footprint online. You can see stuff that I've written. I've probably written, I probably have like, I have, because I started blogging. I think I started the blog when I was in college. So I have at least 50 or more different little articles. Um, but you you kind of just motivated me to,
0: Yeah, you got to get back out there and (laughs) vlog, man. You got to keep your messages going. Let individuals hear what you got to say. And maybe they can pick something up from something that you ran across. Right. Right now, we're going to go ahead and ring that bell. And uh, this is the time where we go ahead and you got to drop some knowledge on us. Something that you feel like we don't know. Mm -hmm. And you feel like we need to know. Or something you want to teach us, period. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, Or whatever. Drop some knowledge on us.
1: Let me get in activism mode then, okay. <laughs> so you done not the bell?
0: Yeah, it's already gone.
1: Oh, okay. I was waiting for the ding. Okay. Oh, my
0: fault. <laughs> I didn't push no button over here.
1: Okay, so since I talked, since I talked about you know being an activist and doing stuff in the community, um, I want to talk about this election season. So we turned out in 2020, you know, we elected president Biden. A lot of people were fed up with the current, with the past administration, but we normally only come out in big numbers every four years. So I need everybody to know that there is literally no year off. So a lot of local communities around the city, um, like I said, i be in South Carolina and Columbia. They're having a mayor election. Atlanta's having a mayor election. We have a mayor elections in my hometown. So across the country, We're having municipal and local elections. Make sure y'all show up and vote in those elections because across the whole country, local elections, the turnout is low. Then next year, we re-electing senators. We're re-electing congressmen and congresswomen because the congress seats are up every two years. The senate seats are up every six years and they just alternate. People don't turn out for midterms the way they turn out for a presidential election. So my my, my little spiel list, make sure y'all show up, show out and bring somebody to the polls with you.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Well, no. Oh, hold on. I know that politics are local. Um, the stuff that happens on the local level impacts you at a quicker level than it does on the federal level. right, I'm done. <laughs> well, we just got a
0: knowledge dropped on us, man. Hey, so I definitely appreciate that. And uh, we also, at this part, open up the doors for you to ask me a question. If you have any question for me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: since I've asked all of the questions to you. Okay.
1: Is um do you miss the army? <laughs>
0: <laughs> only for five minutes at a time. Right. right. Uh, yeah, nah. I mean, I think the only time I miss the army at my job, they're probably be, uh they're tuned in or anything like that. Uh they'll probably be like, Oh, here he go. But uh it's at work just uh because the SOPs we you know SOPs is the real thing, it works. When you get outside of the army, you notice when they don't have SOPs. It's mayhem, and there's no way you have to always explain everything through email in depth. Why you're you can't get something done, or every time somebody new shows up, you got a a trainer. Don't just regularly do like a regular training. The trainer he has to like now show you how to do everything step by step. If you have SOP, you say, hey, right. read the SOP. You're trying to figure out how to work this computer. Hey, start right here on page one. You know, instead of me having to sit down and manually hold your hand and walk you through it. So I think that's the one thing that I uh, miss about the Army. Other than that, man, I I enjoy uh, being on the outside world. Uh, I don't have to ask permission to right. go on, on leave. You know what I'm saying? I part. just get up and go. <laughs> yep. I get up and go. I uh, don't have to uh, worry about um, them calling me in at random hours. I know my work shift where I work at is the hours. That is the hours of, of shift. <laughs> uh, there's many other things. I won't, I won't, I won't uh, slander them, but uh, I would you there's many other things that uh, I'm not missing about it. But like I said, the biggest right. thing I think is just the SOPs because it does help in the business world. If you can uh, push that over. And I mean, and they, they, they help you get a job. You know what I mean, I don't know. Not for everybody. Uh, they probably don't get it the same way. Right. Uh, they help you get a job, meaning I'm saying as in if you put your name on application, it holds a little more weight than the average person because you were in the military, even if you've never yeah. done what that company is asking for career-wise.
1: Yeah. So that,
0: that's what I mean when I say they help you get a job physically and walk you and just get you a note. But
1: right. it holds
0: more weight. Uh, and me having a top-secret clearance, man, that that – Made my doors. I didn't even have to put applications in. I sat back and just waited.
1: Well, when you transitioning in the DMV area, the opportunities are like endless.
0: Yeah. Oh there- yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I'm a public affairs individual, so you know, there always need a. It's hard to find a videographer or cameraman mm. or a multimedia individual. You for went the top from secret clearance.
1: Bye. You went from being a mechanic, uh, mechanic to a public affairs. To
0: public affairs, yeah.
1: Hey, oh, hey, come with yeah. it.
0: Because <laughs> when I was deployed when I was deployed with you, I was the mechanic. And when I returned and I got up to D C swapped over. Swapped over to public affairs.
1: Did you rec- did you go to D C
0: did
1: nope. you get D C and then reclassed? Or you reclassed and then went
0: I got stationed here and then when I, I got stationed here. Yep. After the I- deployment I got stationed here and then um Reclass I while, when as soon as I touched ground, I started the paperwork to reclass because the school's right here in the area where I'm at. So it made it that much easier. Right. And uh, and then I got uh, to, to stay at the old guard to work with the White House and several other big entities because they couldn't, I was fenced in. So usually they would send you back down into the field, into the regular army with everybody else to start <laughs> back over because you're new, you know, they, they, that this position is supposed to be for a more seasoned person. They couldn't do that since I was fenced in. They had to send me right back to the unit after I left school. And so I got to experience things that people have been waiting in line for for a minute. I, I got in first day. I, I'm traveling on birds and doing videos with individuals that most people would never meet in this lifetime. So pretty cool. That's good.
1: Everything happens for a reason. It's great that you were able to get it signed and go to D.C. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think... It was great that i was able to go i went i left el paso and i went to oklahoma for captain's career course and then i got stationed in south carolina and i think that kind of assisted with my transition back home to the south um because i went to atlanta next and and it it just worked out but i had my moments where i missed the military sometimes you know it was honestly for the most part it was kind of easy money sometimes um it was easy like as long as you didn't do anything dumb you know, like you said, the SOPs, the blueprint was already written out. But I'll hit the three-month mark out of active duty in August. Not three months, three years off of active duty in August. And what I can appreciate is that, um, like you said, not having to ask permission to do something. Like, being able to be an adult. I'm like, yeah. I want to go here. I don't have to put in a leave form to ask for permission. So I just, like, I always say it's like I'm getting my, I have my freedom back. Um. But it's just interesting. I know I have so many peers that are, like, afraid to get out the military. And I'm like, yo. That's because never- you,
0: get, you get boxed in. Um, I told people that before um, when I used to watch Be the Outside Looking In because my family was military for a while. Because I joined at 28. So I right. said what happens is they, the military is really good built to make a person feel comfortable. So when a person sometimes has to step outside of that comfort zone, it, it makes it rough. So the military is doing everything for you, teaching you to be an adult living every day for you. You're pretty much... I don't want to use the word robot, but they're, they're pretty much guiding you through each day. So right. when you have to step outside of that shell and you're like, man, I don't no longer have this medical coverage. I got to pay out of pocket. Oh, my God. The guaranteed first and 15th thing is not there. You know? Oh, my God. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, tomorrow I could get fired from my job. So you, it's an anxiety attack. So the military, they warmed you up so good. They buttered you up. You don't want to leave the the nest. And And I get it. Some people... Got a little stronger mind frame uh, than others. Some people know what they want out of the military. They go. They support their country and they do what it takes to uh, to to get whatever education or whatever their reason is for and get out. Some people right. can't. They get trapped and and it's a comfort zone. It's easy retirement. So you know, I mean, I, I commend a lot of individuals that that can do it. Um, but the ones that want to but can't, you know, it's a You know, I don't know what to tell those individuals.
1: Yeah. Um, but so far it's been, I've been the most, I've been more happier. I've been yeah. happy. Well, I've been happier. I've been happier.
0: Me too. <laughs> Me too. I get to smile a lot more, man. I don't have to walk on eggshells. I don't have to walk on eggshells. You got to walk on eggshells in that work environment. Um, but anyway, I definitely appreciate you coming out. I definitely appreciate you tuning in and dropping some knowledge talking to the listeners, giving the individuals a little bit of insight. We'll get you back on here to see where you're at uh, next time. Uh, learn a little more about you. Um, instead of just uh, things that you do, learn a little bit more about you. Get some personality out of you. Um, but nah, I appreciate it. And
1: uh, I appreciate you having me. It's been great. Um, I learned some things about you that I know, know that you was doing with the real estate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rental car stuff so it's good to see you got that drive and you're just like hey i'll you know i'll put my best foot forward and we'll see how it all plays out and that that definitely aligns with with your persona and and how you carry yourself so good good to see you doing good things in the dmv and you done taught me something about the, the tutorial thing so i can walk away with knowing that there's other options out there
0: yeah talk to me offline i'll sh- I show you a couple of things I show you, you'll be like whoa wow so talk to me offline but Glad you. glad you was able to come on here. Um, and we'll get on here again. All right,
1: all right. Well, thanks for having me.
0: All right, I see. All right, hey, what's up? It's your boy Vaja here, and I'm just coming to spread some of the love about some of the entrepreneurs out there that some of you guys may not know anything about, like my boy Garbizi, big time Twitch streamer. Love him, up and coming, does a lot of NBA 2K. Hosts a lot of nice cool little events And he does some pretty cool stuff on his uh on his Twitch And we got my other guy, Bassin' Ain't Easy Eddie Stokes Obviously out there catching, always on the water Doing how-to videos and teaching you more about fishing Than you might know or you might want to pick up And last but not least I got my guy, Albert Glover Uh, with Glover Properties out there with the real estate business. If you're ever looking for a property, give them a ring. All right? Well, thank you guys for listening in, showing your love. Now we're going to jump right back into it.